0: sacred space so welcome back again to the second part of sacred space my name is john keely thank you again for staying with us uh St- shane is still with me on the other end of the skype line and shane you have invited another guest to join us you might introduce your guest please thanks john so this morning on sacred space we are delighted to welcome onto the program father brian Shortop, who is a capuchin from dublin good morning father brian a uh, very good morning how are you not bad at all. And welcome to Sacred Space here on West Limerick 102 FM. So, Father Bland, we invited you on this morning because you have recently, well, not so recently, published a lovely little book that's called Tired of All the Bad News. And it's a book that we here at Sacred Space came across recently enough. And it's one of the books that we are recommending to our listeners. And we said we'd have a quick chat with you just to talk about the book. But before we get into the book, Can you tell
1: us a small bit about yourself? Where are you from? I'm a dub. I hope you don't mind that I'm a dub. I'm from uh, a place uh, just to the southwest of Dublin City. Uh, Grew up in a place called Kilnamanach, the House or the Church of the monks, And um, went to school in Sing Street, uh, Singer. Uh, A lot of famous people went there. I'm not going to mention names now, but you can kind of guess there's a few people. Went to Sing Street all through the nineteen. uh 80s and uh did my leaving start in 1987 and then uh percolating all through those years was a small more than passing interest in the church in the priesthood in sort of religious life and um, um i suppose it started to kind of come more into the front of my mind uh in uh in the kind of mid-1980s, in between breakdancing, DJing, and graffiti art, which was big at the time in the world (laughs) and in Ireland. And uh, I suppose seeing the friars in habits and and sandals, one or two of them used to come to visit the school, I thought that this was a most amazing kind of an outfit. And I suppose like that I thought perhaps, God, I I wonder could I be one of them? Mm. And uh, so, like, that... So image now, if you can hold that image, that throws me back to about sort of 15 years before to when I was about uh, you, you know, 7, 8 years of age, uh, or even 10 years before, when I was 7, 8 years of age and um, you know I was pretending to say mass for my brothers and sisters and, and dressing up as a priest and even dressing up as a nun, but don't tell anybody that now that's a secret, <laughs> I, I you know, dressing up dressing up as a kid uh, you know, it was it th- 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 they say maybe there was something something going on there in 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 my in in terms of what it might be like you know what what people say could be the the, the very beginnings of a vocation and as i said in the book and as i reflected on very recently actually um going to the phoenix park in in, in on the 29th of september 1979 and looking at that uh, boeing 747 jumbo jet fly low over the phoenix park with me and my mother and my brother and a multitude of people as John Paul II was about to land in Dublin. That for me I think I think it was the thing that sowed the seed of a vocation, ultimately the vocation to be a capuchin and then to be a priest. Um, so so that's my background. I mean I I, I wasn't a holy Joe growing up. I didn't come from a from a kind of a quote unquote holy family. I mean Sunday Mass was a sort of the beginning and the end of it for all of us. We we you know, I, I as I said I lived in suburban Dublin. I went to school I you know break dancing was a craze. I was in a break dance crew. I went out with a couple of girls in those last summers before I joined the order uh like my clothes, like my runners, like my fashion uh Miami voice and Don Johnson was big that time, so we wore the the flower bag trousers and the slip on shoes without the socks and and the the long mullet haircuts. I mean did all that kind of stuff
0: uh-huh. so that's
1: that's sort of that's sort of how it began
0: you know yeah, i did, I was just thinking so you, what what year did you?
1: Enter then into the Capuchins, it was 87, was it? September, I can't remember the actual day, I think it was the 12th of September, 1987. And Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, I I Just Can't Stop Loving You was in the charts uh, over there. And over here, it was Rick Astley, with Never Gonna Give You Up. And uh, the big song for me came from a recently released album, uh, you might have heard of it, called the Joshua Tree, where the streets have uh-huh. no name. Oh, yeah. Didn't feel the same playing that album on the Friary record player as I did <laughs> in my own house at home. <laughs> and now, just
0: just <laughs> something, just something. I have just, I have this image, I have this image of you playing the Joshua Tree and surrounded by your confrères and habits. But yeah, okay. <laughs> 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 I did. I did. I did. <laughs> Now, just, you mentioned, you mentioned two different terms there, just for, just for our listeners, if you could just, I suppose, explain the difference between, first of all, what's a Capuchin, and then you made a uh. distinction between being a friar and a priest. Okay. Well,
1: the Capuchins were founded uh, uh, as a, a sort of a, a reform of the Franciscan way. Um, St Francis of Assisi founded the order. Uh, in the year 1209, and uh, the Capuchin reform came about in around the year 1528. The Fossombroni brothers and Matteo, Father Matteo Bassio, and uh, they were seen uh, in that reform with long beards and long hoods. So the 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 people recognised them as sort of Capuchini or hermits. Or friars that came from kind of the the, the caves and, and and the and, and the shacks and the mountains into the town to beg for alms and so on, and so that was kind of the, the the genesis of the Capuchin reform. It was tried to rediscover Saint Francis of Assisi's passion for poverty and for simplicity, and and so the the Capuchin reform uh, kind of took off. Then I suppose it became more famous, and we would understand this today because the one of the friars was. Um, one of the friars was uh, 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 a fellow called Marco of Aviano. He's actually blessed Marco of Aviano. Um, um, he, he's uh, he, he's the guy who was an uh, um, he was the guy who was an army worked with the army. There the was a the battle of Vienna, and the invading Turks uh, were kind of bearing down on the armies, and mm. the Italians drove them north. So uh, when they retreated, they left behind sacks of coffee. So Marco of Aviano, being a practical man, uh, gave the six soldiers uh, coffee, which was kind of mixed up with with, with milk and honey, and so the soldiers call it the cappuccini or the cappuccino. So, so the cappuccino, the cappuccino coffee. <laughs> so, so, the are reform cappuccino reform gives the name. Yes, 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 and and uh, I have it on very good authority that that's the truth. Um, <laughs> that, so then, the second part of your question was around the difference between. Well, in the order, friar is the word for fratre or brother. Now, all all of us are brothers. Each of us are brothers. So, you know, politically correct, we we would call ourselves brother. But sometimes on the streets, people kind of naturally ask the question, are you a father or are you a brother? Are you a priest or are you a brother? Mm -hmm. So some of us are ordained. Some of us are ordained priests. So we are able to celebrate the sacraments and, you know, mass, confession and so on. and then there are, are, are men who are not ordained, who are involved in other uh, kinds of ministries as well. But all of us together belong to a brotherhood, a Capuchin brotherhood, a, a family, if you like. Yeah.
0: Uh, in Ireland, uh, how, many, how many Capuchins would you be in the, in the province?
1: We're about oh, 74 or 5. Um, we, we are in Donegal, up in Creaslach, up in Ards. Uh, we are in Rohini. We are in a uh, little parish in Wood, which is in Coolock. It's right next to Dublin Airport. We are in Church Street. That's kind of the the the, the main was the main house for many years. Uh, then the provincial house is about 100 metres from Church Street. It's it's in the parochial house of Saint Mickens here in Halston Street. That's where I actually live in that community because I'm parish priest here in the city centre. Then we're in um, we're in uh, Carlow on the main street on Dublin Street in Carlow. We're in Clackenny City on uh, Friary Street. Then in two places in Cork, we're in the Holy Trinity, which is right beside. Key in Cork, and then we have a school, a secondary school, out in Rochestown, out in beyond Douglas, there in Cork. So uh, altogether, we're about seventy-four or five. About seventy-four of you, very good. Father Brian, that's in Ireland. Just, now, just to say, we're also just sorry, yeah, I could have you a beg your My enthusiasm, my enthusiasm, is kicking in. I, I, yeah. We're also in Zambia, New Zealand, uh, Korea, and South Africa. The Irish yeah. friars are also in Zambia, New Zealand. South Africa and South Korea. Very good. Anywhere else now? Before we go on, <laughs> well, we're all over. We're all over the world. There's about t- there's about eleven thousand friars all over the world in, in, in all the continents. But they're in and different. Y- they're from different provinces. And would you regard
0: yourselves as being part of the wider Franciscan family?
1: Yes, yes, yes. Very much, very much. There are three main orders of the Franciscan uh, family: the the friars, the sisters, and and the lay people. Or what they used to call years ago the third order, what we call today the secular Franciscan order. And so the friars uh, constitute Capuchins, conventuals, and the friars minor. They're 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 the what we call OFM. And and then uh, there's the, the sisters, the Poor Clares, and 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 the the, the sisters of Saint Clare. And then there's the Secular Franciscan order, and they would be divided into different branches as well, because there are some Franciscan orders or Franciscan sisters that, that, and, and brothers that call themselves under the umbrella term. So sure, isn't it wonderful? Didn't doesn't didn't, doesn't our Holy Father himself think that Saint Francis was 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 good enough to name himself Pope Francis? So I mean, he's Francis has a huge appeal, Indeed. a huge appeal. Indeed. In fact, one of the friars would say, one one of the friars would say that there's, there's even a fourth order of Franciscans. And he would call them the lovers of Francis. So there's so many people have a great affection for Francis of Assisi. Very good.
0: Now I, I had a question for you, and I, I, I stand open yes. to correction on this one. But would I be okay. far off the marking saying that Limerick people who were watching the ceremonies at the uh, Stonebreakers Yard would probably
1: recognise your face? Uh, uh, you 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 wouldn't be far off the mark. In fact, I wasn't in the stonebreakers' yard on those mornings. I tell you, because I was I was I was involved in the, a couple of the programmes in um, in the in the lead into that. I was involved in a programme called *Erse the uh-huh. It was a, a programme in the Irish language, uh, and and then I was also involved in a BBC programme about the 1916 Rising. Um, I was also involved, we, we, we were very lucky to, to be able to host the Easter ceremonies last Easter from Church Street, uh, because last year we were 400 years, uh, the, the, the Capuchin Order in Ireland was 400 years old last year, and so I was involved in that as well. There were uh, other friars who were involved in the prayers, uh, in the commemoration of the Stonebreakers Yard, uh, this time last year, uh, and so. But, but between us all we were very, we very honoured to be able to commemorate the five friars that ministered to the men and women and their families, uh, the 1916 Patriots and their families. Um, Father Aloysius Travers, Father Augustine Hayden, Father Sebastian O'Brien, Father um, Columbus Murphy, and uh, the other priest uh, was there was Father Dominic o- o- O'Connor as well, who was mostly based in Cork. Um, and then there was, there was also um, the... Um, the, 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 they're the five, I think. I think I gave you those names. Those sure. men were on the were seen fairly quickly in 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 uh, in on Short Street because nobody knew the rising was going to happen. And one, mm. one of the things also to remember was that the friars in Short Street were looking forward to a kind of a quiet week after a very busy Lent and Easter period. So nobody knew the rising was about to kick off. So the the to coin a sort of an unfortunate phrase. That we all know so well today, and we can all straight away resonate. But to coin an unfortunate phrase, Church Street and that north, that that part of the north, north of the River Liffey, the North Inner City was was ground zero for the 1916 Rising. Mm-hmm. Everybody will understand ground zero for other reasons, for other sad reasons. But so the friars went so quickly, uh, and, and we commemorated that last year uh, to be able to commemorate our ministry, not just uh, I suppose as Irish. M- as they were Irish men, but also they were churchmen, they were proud mm. churchmen.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. Very good, thank you for that.
0: Now, I believe we need to say Ad Maltus Annos to yourself. Are you not celebrating 20 years of ordination?
1: Yes, well, uh, the 8th of June 1997, I, I was ordained a priest. I was, I was made my perpetual profession of vows as a, as a friar, as a brother. Uh, believe it or not, on the 11th of September, 1994, Uh, in Church street and i took my vows for life and then uh, later on uh, after i finished my theology studies i was ordained priest on the 8th of june 1997 so that was sort of 10 years from uh the uh the the, more or less the day i entered to the day i was ordained so uh, yeah it's been 20 years and i really honestly don't know where the time has gone i really don't it's sort of 30 years this year since i since i joined the order uh in 1987 so as i said again the time does fly. I really don't know where the time has gone. Um, <laughs> now, you know? in
0: case, people, in case yeah. people think I'm stalking Father Brian, actually, one of no, the reasons so. we had him on the programme this morning is he has a blog online that's called Tired of All the Bad News. And one of the last mm-hmm. posts that he put up was actually a reflection that he'd written about his 20 years since his ordination by Bishop Jim Moriarty. And it's a beautiful reflection, uh, Father Brian, about it and about the day itself. And I suppose the experience of ordination and the experience of being a priest in Ireland and possibly what it could mean for the future. But it links us nicely, of course, to the whole thing that you had written up in terms of the blog and the book of Tired of All the Bad News. And I suppose, could you tell us what was your idea, your motivation, kind of what was the thing behind it that encouraged you to write the book?
1: Well, first of all, I suppose that to say that the blog began because uh, after the Eucharistic Congress, I found myself writing uh, about my, uh, you know, I, I I was putting up my Sunday homilies. I decided I'd put them up on on, on the blog uh, and then share them on social media. I tweet, you see, and I Instagram and I Facebook. I suppose like everybody else on planet Earth, uh, I do the same. But I believe, like, no more than yourselves on radio there and I also people on TV and now on social media, these media, uh, mediums of communication are, you know, as powerful as the uh, the, 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 the kind of uh, lectern in the church mm. for the spreading of the gospel, for the spreading of the message of Jesus Christ, which is the critical thing. It's about spreading the message of Jesus Christ. So I blogged my Sunday homilies and some reflections and some thoughts and some sort of, uh, you know, nice uh, feel-goody kind of things. Um, I, I, I you see. There's too much bad news out there, and there's too mm-hmm. much sad news out there. And uh, it was a woman actually in, uh, who I visited on on uh, on, on the first Friday. Uh, anybody in a parish knows that on the first Friday you visit people who are housebound and so on for, for the sacraments, bring them Holy Communion, and you bring them the, the Holy Oil of Anointing. And I remember this woman. She said she she sighed and she said, and the sigh came straight from from way down in in, in the belly. And she said, I'm tired of all the bad news. And I said, so am I. So. That was how it kind of happened. I I started to blog this, and then uh, Columbia Press contacted me because they were publishing a book about Padre Pio, who, uh, by the way, as you probably know, Padre Pio is a Capuchin as well. And they were publishing a book about Padre Pio, and they kind of heard that this fellow, Brian Shawtaugh, might be good to write a forward. So they contacted me, and I wrote the forward. and then they said to me, listen, um, if there was any favor we could ever do you for doing this gig for us, and I said, well, maybe you can. So, in fact... The blog turning into a book, I might as well tell you the truth, the blog turning into a book was an exercise in, uh, you know, uh, vanity. Uh, you know, I thought, wouldn't it be great to have a published book? So I sent it off. They told me send it in, and I sent it off, and they said, yeah, we'll do this. So that's kind of how it happened. So then, right. um, in and around the time that I was, uh, you know, we were uh, uh, doing the 1916 commemorations, Joe Duffy, who wrote the the famous book uh, the children of the rising joe was in uh because joe's g- granny agnes duffy w- w- lived across the road from church street around the time that the tenements collapsed in 1913 seven mm-hmm. tenement uh, um, two tenement buildings collapsed lit- literally crumpled down themselves and uh, people died um people died there were fatalities but, but Joe's granny would have been, you know, uh, there at the time, and Joe, anyway, came in and, and he was doing some, some sort of history uh, research around the book, and the local historical Smithfield and Stony Batter historical people were in touch. And I got to know Joe, and I, anyway, Joe wrote the forward for my book. He was good enough to write the forward, and then he was even um, more good to me in the sense that he agreed to launch it so we had a lovely launch on the second uh, of march uh, there this year and uh, it was it was a great a great evening and i was very blessed and i'm very blessed the book has gone into its second printing now and i'm told there's only about 500 left oh, and wow. uh, people are kind of contacting me every day but we're not going to go to a third printing at the moment uh, we're going to just kind of take a pause we're going to take a suspic and just see what, what 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 you know if there's if there's more demand that columbia might uh, 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 you know, uh, go again with, with another few. But look, that's fair enough because they've they Columba are not just about Brian Charter. Columba have lots of authors. I mean, they they've published lots of books and they do publish lots of books. So, you know, um, and I'm not I'm not under any kind of a, an obligation. So, um, you know, if the spirit moves, I'll 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 uh, I'll write something else. And I'm to be honest mm. with you, I'm still writing, and I'm I'm I have I have the bones of something far down the line for sort of. 2018 might be nice to do something maybe in and around the time of the war meeting of the families but we'll see Uh, because the most important thing at the moment is you know I'm a Capuchin and I'm also in ministry here in St. Mickens Parish so I mean I'm not a book tourer and I'm not a person who's you know I will go from here and there from time to time and and stand on another pulpit and preach the word and it's a great honour to do that but I'm I'm not going to be everywhere except where I'm supposed to be. Exactly. I'm supposed
0: to be here. <laughs> well, that's 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 fair enough. Yeah. That's fair enough. I have to say, I was at home recently in Ireland, and I actually picked up the book and read it. And I have to say, I actually found it very hard to put down. It's quite, a, it's, you know, for our listeners, it's not overly complex. You know, sometimes I, they tell me I, I, I recommend too much. That's theologically difficult on the programme. It's only 110 pages. Uh, it's a hardback. It's available, as they say, in all good bookshops. But in Belimerick in particular, for our listeners, it's available in the Abbey Bookshop at the Augustinians. And it's also available in Eason's. And it's a very, very enjoyable read. I have to say and it's also very provocative in many that. respects because yeah. it yeah. kind yeah. of encourages you to stop and think and also it is as you said it's like uh what's that word today they use it's you know like a palate cleanser in terms of a shot of positivity about things in general because yeah. as you said father brian at the minute it's can be very tough uh, in terms of yeah. you know being positive about faith and about things church related at the moment and i suppose that's that was one of the things uh, after reading through the book that i came out with it was just it was a, it was it, it was it was it was it was refreshing <laughs> yeah. you know to have something like that yeah. and i think well, that's one of the things that came across
1: hmm. i got yeah yeah well i appreciate that and i'm and i'm i, I look at i'm i mean i've i've a master's degree and i've i've some you know i've got some work in theology done but i'm not a theologian in that sense in that expert sense so it wasn't a scholarly work and it's not a work of respectful criticism of sort of church hierarchy and so on because like one of the things i i did do before i i i published it was i actually asked the censor in dublin here to read the diocesan censor in dublin to read it now, I, I, I did that, but I also was advised to do it, because I'm not writing this as Brian Shartell. I'm also Brian Shortle who happens to be a Capuchin friar. And I'm not really one of these people who likes to kind of challenge. And I'm not, I'm, and I'm, you know, I mean, I know there are people like, it's funny, so some of the people that, 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 that sort of uh, criticize the clergy for being, you know, all the same, if you look at some of their Twitter pages, it's all views my own. <laughs> 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 so they're not going to be they're not they're not going to be called into account by their kind of media employers. Like mm. so, th- these views are my these views are, are my own. But they're also they also happen to be the views of of Pope Francis of. You know, in the sense that I'm not going to be standing up there on, on 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 the altar and saying things different to what the Holy Father or what the the bishops are saying. I I, I mean, I know there are people that I I, I, I I'm not interested in that. Mm-hmm. I, my the contents of the book are simply my uh, thoughts and my, pr- my basic. And by the way, I'm, I can say thoughts, but but also fueled by 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 prayer. I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm only saying that because I do it myself. I prayed through this and it's it's there it's it's there really too there those reflections are there because i've i've encountered these these kind of uh, experiences along the way and met people along the way and um and, and and the place where i'm in the parish i'm in people have uh you know lived lives and have have you know worries and concerns that uh you know i would have i would have uh, published in there and wouldn't be into sort of the old chestnuts they wouldn't be into sort of uh you know, all priests should be married, or this, or that, or the other. Do you know what I mean? Mm, the that's pelvic That's kind of thing that they're. That's not, that's not the. Yeah, well, yeah, but they're not the kind of things people, in my, in my experience, in this area, are worried about. They're not worried about that at all. Well, I, fact, I, would, I, would I think.
0: Dis, I would disagree with you in one, one aspect of your own description of your book, and I would say that it is actually very theological because it's done from a position of prayer and it is dealing with people's everyday experiences of life and how faith supports that. And in that regard, yeah. I would say it's very theological. But it is, as you yeah, said it's yourself, it's coming out of people's own experiences of a lived life.
1: Yeah, and, and, and that's, all bec- uh, that's what it is. And I, I also, because, you see, as I said, tired of all the bad news, the idea there is that there's, there's enough critical incidences in people's lives, and there's enough, uh, you know, for people to be worried about. Uh, and there are people who are far more qualified than me to write more meaty things, in a sense, or more, or more sort of, uh, you know, evocative or prov- provocative mm. things. But that's not Brian Shortall. I'm, I, I wasn't. I was never like that, and I'm not going to become like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, one of the things I, I do actually, uh, if you if you look at it, one of the one of the one of the things I do actually uh, avert to, for example, is, uh, you know, I think we do need to have a conversation at some point. Uh, around for example how we celebrate the sacraments especially the, the the sacraments of initiation in other words not so much baptism but holy communion and confirmation because um you know i am in a parish and i'm i've been here for the last six years and you know i i speak to other you know colleagues priests and, and so on who are in parishes and um I think we can. There, must, there has to be another way of celebrating the, 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 the sacraments of, where we can bring children through First Communion and Confirmation because at the moment I think it's simply not working. Um, mm. And I think that children, uh, children and parents are under enormous pressure to find money, especially people who, in an age when there is so much homelessness and so much financial, uh, you know, people financial difficulty out there, I mean, there must be a way to, to, to sort of to bring the hype down a small bit uh, and to to increase maybe uh, the 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 without without decreasing the excitement and decreasing the the very good day that children will have, but to bring the hype down to coming to bring it into land a small bit, so that there's not that much pressure on money and on 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 sort of the day, and the big palaver. But to sort of and the way I think we can do that is to reintroduce it into fa- into into the into the families again. You know, to kind of encourage parents to come to engage with the parish and for the parish to kind of coordinate the, 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 cer- the celebration of First Communion and Confirmation. Um, because I think the children need to learn once again. I'd be very interested in hearing from other clergy about that, but certainly around here, uh, you know, it's the Holy Bread. And with. you know, it, you know, we're trying, we're trying to, we're trying to remind them that it's Jesus, that it's the Eucharist, that it's the body and blood of Christ that they're receiving. So, sure, holy bread's no good to anybody.
0: Exactly. You know, exactly. in the
1: sense that w- when, when, when we go to Holy Communion, we receive Christ into us. And, and uh, now that's easy for me to say because I, I believe. But I said something at the very start. Like we need, we need to help them to see the, to see the presence of Christ, not with their eyesight, but with their insight and at 7 mm. and 8 years of age you know you know we you know they they they're very receptive and they're great by the way i think our teachers are sterling teachers and i but i just feel sometimes we need to kind of look at that 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 would be the only thing that i would i would have kind of a b in me bonnet about at the moment because uh like uh, the 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 the, uh, the it for the one big day uh, and they come and then and in lots of cases you don't see them i mean i go to them I go out to them. I see them a lot because I go out and I meet them and I meet, I'm in their homes and so on. But wouldn't it be lovely if, if you'd see them a bit more inside the church? As I said to them there, I'd love to see you for your second Holy Communion and your third Holy Communion and your fourth. Mm-hmm. Not just your first Holy Communion. So, um, but you know, we had a great day. Now, the only downside of the day was it lashed rain. And I had promised Over. them. I said, I promised the sun. I promised, I said, the sun will shine and your. On your, on your Holy Communion Day. And of course, the day, the day itself was lashing rain. <laughs> anyway, perfect. you know, we, did, we had a great day and they were great and they were so well prepared. But I'd love to see that. Uh, that. That's one big wish I'd have. Okay.
0: Now, Father Brian, I'm going to have to pause you there for a minute. We need to take yep. a music break and then an ad break. Yep. But then we're going to invite you back yep. on to the third part of the uh, program. So, John, back to you. The music now. This one is entitled Shine, Jesus, Shine. And this is by Eden Espinosa. Let's hear this.
1: sacred space.